here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Damn American Podcast. One humble American gambler's take on the English Premier League. My name is Scotty H. Welcome back to episode three. We've got match day three coming up here uh, next weekend. Today is Thursday, so we've got a couple days, but wanted to get this out a little earlier than I have been. Um, first things first, terrible first couple weeks for me gambling. Terrible. I'm down 12 and a half units, something like that. I'm not sure the exact number, but it's been awful. I, I, I bet on draws. I want draws. And in the first 18 games of the season, there have been zero draws. And that's because there have been an insane amount of goals scored this, so far this season. And uh, more goals equals more wins, which I typically don't like. But as of right now, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop betting on draws. I'm going to start picking winners, start picking start picking better, hopefully. But, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with trying to bet on draws, so we're going to get rid of that. Um, hopefully things go a little bit better. But as of right now, that, that strategy is dead. has not worked for me so far, and I'm down a lot. So I'm going to try and switch things up and, and get it going a little bit. But so we had we had a full slate this past weekend, the 19th, 20th, and 21st, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. First game of the weekend was the early game, 4.30. Everton 5, West Brom 2. Uh, game really wasn't that close, to be honest with you. West Brom took an early lead, but Everton were always going to come back. They, they take the lead 2-1, two, two, and then... Kieran Gibbs gets sent off late in the first half. It's just stupid. Just a dumb red card for him to get. And uh, West Brom made it 2-2 early in the second half, and then it was all Everton from there. Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a couple goals. Real quick succession um, to make it 5-2. And Everton looked really good. Everton looked really good in the second half, and albeit it was against 10 men, but... Um, I really like their midfield. I really like Allen. I think Allen is my favorite player to watch right now. Um, I love... He He is what Arsenal thought they were getting when they bought Lucas Torreira. He's a little pit bull. He's got some touch. He wins the ball back. He's incredibly, incredibly smart. Knows his position. I really like watching him play. James was great. He gets his first goal for Everton. Uh, pretty impressive, but they look good. They got two wins from two, and I expect them to keep winning. Uh, West Brom showed some fight in the first half, but obviously with the red card, it's always going to be trouble. Um, but I don't expect much from this from them this year. I think getting two goals um, flatters them a little bit, but I don't I don't expect much from them this season. I, they've lost both their games by three, and I expect more of that. They're, they could end up finishing bottom this year. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, obviously with a hat trick, looks really good. Scary good. Uh, if, they, if he can keep scoring goals and Richarlison's going to start scoring goals, James is you know incredible in there and, and right in the number 10 spot. They're going to be good. They're going to be tough to beat, especially if they go out and score multiple goals. Um, but we'll get into that a little later. Second game, Leeds and Fulham, two promoted teams from last season. Leeds looked really good offensively, again, like they did against Liverpool. They scored four goals. They scored three goals last week, but 
they give up another three goals this week to a to a bad Fulham team. Now Mitrovic scored two for Fulham. He's gonna score goals. He's gonna score twelve to fifteen goals this season. But for Fulham to score three, I, I think that's a, more of an indictment on your defense than it is Fulham's ability to score. Um, they're not gonna score three very often this season. Um, but Leeds is going to be the entertainers this season. They remind me a lot of what Swansea was, you know, five to ten years ago. Really exciting, a lot of goals, not a whole lot of defense, but Leeds have been involved in two seven-goal games this season, and that's not going to be the end of it. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of goals scored in Leeds United games this season. They're going to be fun to watch, um, so I expect more of that. Um, United and Palace is the third game of the weekend, and I have no idea where to start with this one. Well, well, we'll start with the home team. Manchester United were terrible. They were terrible. They looked terrible. Nobody played well. It was it was shocking. I really thought that you know, with how well they played at the end of last season, in you know the kind of bubble atmosphere, no fans. They looked really good. They had a, they obviously climbed all the way to the third um, to finish that to finish last season, but they were awful. They had they had no. They had nothing going forward. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, I have no idea what they were doing to try and score a goal. It really it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They had Daniel James is, is incredibly fast, and not one time did they try and get him in behind. They've got some incredibly athletic, quick players up front, and it was all played in defeat. There was no trying to get, trying to get behind the defense. It was everyone standing around and hoping somebody does something. And that's just, that's not going to do it against anyone in, in, in this league. And unless they start playing to their strengths, which they really didn't do, um, they're going to struggle. And obviously this, is, this might be just a blip in the season, you know. But if they keep playing like that, they're, they're nowhere near top four. I don't have them finishing in the top four. I think Arsenal will take their spot this season. But if they, if they keep playing like that, there's teams like Everton, like Wolves, like Tottenham that are gonna leapfrog them, and um, it was it was a really bad performance. They had they had an unfortunate penalty given against them. I'm not sure it was. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But it was given. De Gea makes a really good save, and then by maybe two or three centimeters, he's off his line, making the save. So they have to redo it, and then they score off that. And it was a pretty controversial situation. But I think Palace played much, much better than Manchester United did, and you don't expect that from Palace. You expect Palace to try and score an early goal, which they did. Andrus Townsend gets in behind Luke Shaw and puts it away within seven minutes, and you expect them to try and score that early goal and then sit back and try and break on the counter, and they didn't do that. They didn't sit back. They were pushing forward. Um, Zaha looks really good. I think he's got three goals in the first two games. Uh, He scored two against United, and and if he keeps playing like that, and if their speed, it's Schlupp, it's IU, it's Townsend, it's Zaha. There's a lot of speed there. There's a lot of talent there. And they could surprise some people. Obviously, I picked them to get relegated. I didn't think that they would score enough goals to to be able to stay up. They scored 31 last year, but they've got four already in the first two games. And they're going to finish top half if they, they keep playing the way they're playing. They, they, look, uh, they look really good so far this season. So... Bad call by me on that one. 
but I think the story is more Manchester United. Manchester United looked awful. Hopefully, they'll be able to 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 bounce back a little bit. Let's see who they've got. They've got Brighton. Brighton away. Brighton has looked good this season, so it's you know it doesn't get any easier. Uh, if you if you can't beat Crystal Palace at home, it really never gets any easier. But we'll see how they play. Um, I'm expecting better from them. They've got probably the third or fourth most talent in the league, and to lose three one to Crystal Palace at home, that's uh, that's a management issue. That's that's a team chemistry issue, not a talent issue. But if they if they get playing well, they'll they'll be fine. Um, next game, Arsenal, West Ham. Arsenal sneak it out two one. Didn't look particularly good. Uh, in their first game, they beat Fulham 3-0, and I think a lot of people are going to do that to Fulham this year, so you can't really take a whole lot uh, from that. This one, West Ham's a better team, but not that much better. Arsenal struggled. They get they get a, a late winner from Eddie Nketiah, um, who played well, coming off the bench, and uh, that's what Arsenal trying to do. They're just trying to pick up points. They're, uh, I think uh, Mikel Arteta's doing a good job with them so far this season. Um, what's their next game look like? They've got... Well, they've got Liverpool. They got, they're got at Anfield um, next weekend on Monday, looks like. Uh, so that'll be a test for them. They beat, obviously beat Liverpool in the Charity Shield, and they beat Liverpool to finish the season last, last year. So they played well against Liverpool recently, and but before that they were getting hammered by them by three or four goals every game. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, Liverpool didn't have a whole lot to play for in, the, in their last Premier League match, but um, I expect Arsenal to come out with confidence. They won two from two, and uh, that, that can do nothing but massage your ego a little bit, which is it's, it's great for them. I expect them to finish top four. They've got a lot of talent, too. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see them finish top four this season. But West Ham... They've got such a tough opening schedule. I think they play the top. They played Newcastle last week and lost that one at home. They really needed to win it because they've got the top seven over their next six games. So they just lost Arsenal, and then they'll play they'll play Chelsea and and Tottenham and Leicester and United all in a row. I'm not sure about the order, but they'll play them all in a row, and you really don't know how many points they're going to take away from that. And I that's why. I expect David Moyes to be gone within the next two or three weeks, something like that. But I mean, by the end of October, David Moyes will get will get the sack, as the Brits like to say. Um, on Sunday, the first game was Tottenham and Southampton, I believe, and Tottenham win this one five two. Uh, Danny Ings opened the scoring on thirty two minutes, and then from there on out, other than a you know, a 90th minute penalty. It was all Tottenham. All Tottenham. Hyun Min Sun scored four, uh, one in the first half, and then three in the second, all assisted by Harry Kane, who also got on the score sheet in the 82nd minute to make it 5 1. But Harry Kane did not play his position. He was not that focal point, you know, tip of the spear type striker. He played a little farther back. And I think that helps their team immensely. It's huge for them to have a player like Harry Kane sit in the number 10 and be able to score and pass. And obviously with some speed and Lucas's speed and Bergwijn's speed and now Gareth Bale's speed, 
um, he's going to have a lot of more opportunities to, to be a distributor rather than a pure goal scorer. And I think him trying to be a pure goal scorer is what gets Tottenham in trouble. Now, if he comes back and sits a little bit, I think that really helps their team. He played a lot better in this game. Obviously, I don't know how many times people have had four assists in a, in a league game, but he, he dished out four and scored one himself. And if he keeps playing like that, I mean, Southampton's not a bad team. Southampton's a good team. And to play like that against them on the road is, is difficult. So to see him do that, very impressive. Tottenham looked really good. Um, another seven-goal game. Pretty crazy start to the season. Um, but Southampton, Danny Ings just keeps scoring. He's going to score 20 again this season. Um, obviously, if, uh, if he can do that, they'll, they'll do well to stay up. But I'm not, I'm not worried about Southampton. They sh- they've played two of the better teams in the league this season so far. Um, I'm not worried about them at all. I think they'll probably finish between 12th and 16th, somewhere in there. They're good enough to, to finish in there. So they ran up against a buzzsaw in Tottenham. So sometimes that happens. But uh, don't expect them to, to struggle too much to stay up. Uh, next game was Newcastle and Brighton. Brighton win 3-0 at Newcastle at St. James's Park. Uh, Seven minutes in, the game's over. Brighton score two goals, a penalty, and a, a really nice Neil Mope goal uh, in bottom left corner to make it 2-0 in seven minutes. And from then on out, not really a, not really a game. Newcastle did nothing going forward. There really wasn't um, a whole lot of inspiration attacking-wise. Uh, Brighton made it 3-0 late and then had a guy get sent off. So pretty exciting end of the game, but... Not a very exciting game overall. Brighton win 3-0. I like Brighton a lot. I thought they outplayed Chelsea last week. Um, so to see them beat a team 3-0 is not too surprising. They've got Manchester United at home next week. We'll see how that goes. That it's gonna be that could go either way. I'm really I'm struggling to pick a winner there, but uh, Brighton have looked good the first two games, even though they've only won one of them. Newcastle looked really good last week against West Ham, but did nothing this week. Newcastle are going to be up and down all year. They've got talent, but they could also disappear, completely disappear. Um, so this this kind of thing is going to happen to them. They're uh, they're they're going to be an inconsistent team. But once again, don't expect them to to struggle to stay up. The next game was the game of the weekend. Chelsea at home to Liverpool. Chelsea nil, Liverpool two. And uh, a lot of things to talk about in this game. A lot of things to talk about. Obviously, the first half was kind of a, a feeling out type of half. And then Christensen gets sent off for full-on <laughs> tackling Sadio Mane going in uh, to cap his goal. And uh, from then on out, there Chelsea didn't really have anything going forward other than uh, you know a, a fluke late penalty that they ended up that Allison ended up, ends up saving, but. Sadio Mane scores in the 50th minute after a really good team team goal, team movement. Um, Firmino finds his head, and he finds the back of the net. 1-0. Four minutes later, Kepa shows why he will. I don't think he'll ever play for Chelsea again. I think Chelsea will sign a new goalkeeper very shortly if they haven't done so already. And Kepa just gives the ball away to Sadio Mane on the six-yard box, and Sadio Mane puts it away. For a second goal of the game and uh <laughs> it was it was pretty bad it was uh it was Kepa at his worst 
and for the world's most expensive goalkeeper to to do something like that it is a fireable offense it is it is it is enough to make someone not want to ever play him again so liverpool get the win 2-0 there was a little late drama with Jorginho um, possibly you know with a penalty trying to to pull him back for Chelsea but he does his little stupid little jump penalty kick and Allison saves it and uh, I think he had been really good from the spot Jorginho but um, makes a makes a mistake there and Allison saves it and I don't know what Jorginho brings to a game like this when Chelsea are not going to have the ball um, Liverpool's a better team than Chelsea, and Liverpool are going to dominate possession. And when you've got a guy like Jorginho who offers you nothing defensively, there's just no reason for him to be out there. There's really no reason for him to have played in this game. Um, I personally, obviously, I'm not a I'm not a coach here, but I would have thrown on Tammy Abraham instead of him to give you some kind of outlet, some kind of hold up play. And instead of trying to work your work the way through Liverpool's midfield, which is a pretty solid midfield, um, you know, just kick it up long, kick it down the side, you know, kick it down the line, and and uh, avoid that mess, avoid that trap altogether. I think that's how Liverpool get beat is they play against a team who play it long or play it down, play it down the wings, and uh, to play three midfielders and two of them who are defensive liabilities is I, I'm not sure that was that was the best move but once again I'm no expert but anytime Chelsea play a good solid team like City like Tottenham like you know hopefully United maybe at some point um, Arsenal and they play Jorginho I'm gonna I'm gonna fade them because I don't think Jorginho brings anything to a game defensively and uh, if other teams are gonna have more of the ball why are you playing Jorginho? So, my two cents. But uh, So, Liverpool win that game 2-0. Last game of Sunday, the late game. Um, you know, noon for me, but late for late for them. Leicester and Burnley, another, another high-scoring game. Um, Leicester win 4-2. Not a surprise. They win by two goals. Uh, just surprising that Burnley were able to score two. Um, Burnley haven't really looked all that exciting this year, but they really—that's that's kind of who Burnley is. They're they're a they're a mid-table team who are um, aren't going to struggle to stay up, but aren't going to make any big splashes either. Uh, Leicester have scored, I think that's their seventh goal of the season in two games. So obviously the attacking play from Brendan Rodgers has has gotten fixed. Uh, especially after how they finished last season. They really struggled, and, and now their attack seems to be gaining steam, even without James Madison. He hasn't played in the first two games. So um, to see them play this well without probably their second-best player behind James Vardy, Jamie Vardy um, is, is exciting for them, and it can only get better when they add him back. Monday we saw Aston Villa beat Sheffield United 1-0. Big decision early in this game. There was a red card that really should not have been a red card. Uh, it was two players fighting, you know, kind of jockeying each other, both grabbing each other, and the defender ends up. You know, the referee sees it one way, and uh, the guy get, uh, Egon gets sent off in the 12th minute. And from then on, it's uh, you can't really play. 
against uh, an 11 on 10 for, for 80 minutes or so. But credit to Sheffield, they didn't, they didn't you know, capitulate. They actually won a penalty right around the 35th minute uh, and it was saved. So that was a, a huge, you know, huge turning point in the game. Obviously, if you're down to 10 men and you get a penalty and, you're sco- and you score it, that's huge. Um, but unfortunately for them, they weren't able to, to put it away. And then Aston Villa score, 63rd minute uh, off a corner. So um, they take the win, you know, being down to 10 men. It's tough to, to, uh, to come up with an attack to, to equalize. So Aston Villa winning the game, not really a surprise after what you saw in the first 12 minutes. Um, but Sheffield are in trouble. They've lost two of their, they've lost both their opening games. And um, they just, they haven't really looked right. Obviously, playing this game with 10 men is difficult, but they haven't. They didn't look good in their first game, and this one struggled again. So hopefully, Chris Wilder's able to uh, to put it together. But he's uh, he's he's a sneaky pick to get fired first here too. I do think it will be Moyes, but uh, if Chris Wilder were, Chris Wilder were fired, you know, in the next month or two, wouldn't surprise me, especially if they keep they keep losing like they have. Um, second game of Monday. Wolves and Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City were incredible in the first half. They blew Wolves away. Wolves couldn't get out of their own half. It was it was a it was a dominating performance from City in the first half. They score two goals. They get a penalty in the twentieth, uh, and then Phil Foden is able to to put a a pull back in uh, for for two nil. Uh, they went at halftime probably a little a little complacent. And Wolves came out, and for about 15, 20 minutes, they they had their turn. They dominated the game. They had four or five chances. Um, Podence had a really good one that he chipped just over the bar. Raul Jimenez had one that he pulled wide. Uh, there were some good chances. Adama Traore was going down the wing and whipping balls in, and he's he's incredible. Um, but they weren't able to put one away until the 78th minute, and they didn't really have another chance after that. Um, and then Jesus scores a kind of a fluky, you know, just a uh, a, a fluky little uh, goal in the 95th minute to, to make it 3-1. Um, so, but it's it City looked City looked great in that first half, and uh, if they play that way over the course of the season, they're going to be really tough to to beat to the title. But obviously, they showed some vulnerabilities in the second. Wolves uh, put some pressure on, um, so we'll see how City do. Obviously, that was their 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 first game of the season, but they looked really good in that first half. Um, so we'll see how they do, but I expect them to to play that well most of the season, if not all of the season. <clears throat> so um, that's our recap of week two. Um, we'll look at week three now. Let's see, Brighton and Manchester United get us started off at 4.30 my time um, on the 26th of September here. That's a Saturday, so in a couple days. Brighton United, I, 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 I don't know what to do with United. I really, I'm, I was very surprised to see them struggle so much. Um, I think a draw is probably the most likely result here because I don't, I don't think United will go out and look that way again. Uh, but Brighton have looked good. Brighton have played well in their first two games. So 
I, I expect this to be, you know, one one two two. A score draw would be my would be my prediction as of right now. But if something something funky were to happen with the lineups, then we could kind of pivot from there. Uh, Palace and Everton, another it's another interesting game. It's both teams have won uh, both their games this season, so this will uh, this will be an interesting game. Everton have been a more composed, um, you know, a sol- more solid team this season than than Palace have. Palace are they're flying down the wings and trying to score counter goals, so um, counter attacking goals, excuse me. So we'll see how that we'll see how those two two different styles line up. But as of right now, I think I think I'm gonna go with Everton to to win this game because they've they've had a little they've played some better teams than Palace have. Um, so I'll take well they've, they've Everton played Tottenham, who I think is the be- the better team, better of the the two teams each of the each of these guys have played. So I'll take Everton to win that game um, at Palace. No fans in the stands, obviously, but that's unfortunate. Uh, West Brom and Chelsea, it's an easy Chelsea win. I'd be surprised to see anything else. Uh, Burnley and Southampton, it's another tough one. Um, draw wouldn't surprise me, but I would. I think I'd edge it slightly to Southampton. Um, they're scoring goals. Danny Ings is, is uh, one of the best strikers in the league. So I'll take, if, if I were to pick a winner, I think it would be Southampton, but draw wouldn't surprise me either. We'll, when the lineups come out, I'll make that pick when I have to. Um, but as of right now, I think I'd go, I think I'd lean Southampton to win that game. Sheffield United in Leeds, um, man, I'll take. I, I like I like the way Leeds play, and I know that I know Leeds are going to score goals. And right now, I don't know if Sheffield will. So I I would lean. I, I think I'm going to take Leeds to win that game. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking right there. Draw would surprise me. But Sheffield United, you know, they've lost their last five Premier League games at least. So um, I'll take I'll take Leeds to win that game. I'll lean that way. We'll see what happens when lineups come out, obviously. Tottenham and Newcastle. Um, Tottenham just have too much talent. I, t- I expect Tottenham to win this game pretty easily. I think a 3-1 or a 3-0 wouldn't, uh, wouldn't flatter Tottenham. I think they're that much better than Newcastle. Um, so I'll take Tottenham in that one. City, Metro City, and Leicester City. Now this is a good one. Uh, top of the table clash should be should be a good one. Um, I I'll I'll take Manchester City just because they look so good in that first half against Wolves. Um, I I think City come out the blocks in every game this season and look to to pound people, um, you know, by a couple goals in the first half. So I I expect a high scoring game there because I think Leicester I think Leicester will score too. I I think Leicester will score. Um, one at you know at least one, probably probably a couple goals. So a four-two, a five-two, you know that kind of game I expect from Manchester City. But I will take City win that game. Um, West Ham and Wolves. I'll take Wolves. Um, Wolves have looked good. They looked good in their first game, um, and then they looked good in the second half against City. So I'll take them to beat West Ham, who are, you know, they're in a they're they're struggling for form right now, and they're, they're going to struggle continuously because they've got such a tough schedule. So I'll take Wolves to win that game. Um, and then the last couple games on Monday, Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, I expect Liverpool to win this game. I expect Liverpool to win just about every game this season. So I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them to win. Uh, Fulham and Aston Villa is the last game of the week. And I'm going to probably go for a draw here. I think Fulham can steal something from Aston Villa. Um, 
I don't expect Fulham to win many games this season, but if they're going to win, if they're going to win a couple, this this, is, this has to be one of them. Um, so a Fulham win wouldn't surprise me, but I'll probably bet bet on the draw here. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, I'm changing my strategy with my betting. Um, I'm just going to put a unit on on uh, one result and see how that goes this season, or see how that goes this weekend, because uh, the other strategy was not working for me. So. Um, as of right now, down at least 12 units. Um, obviously, you follow me on Twitter, Damn American. I'll be able to get a more precise uh, unit count. But I'm changing my strategy this weekend. I'm going to just pick results, not try and hedge my bets. And we'll see how that goes. But uh, as of right now, I'm down big. So hopefully things turn around. But that's it for me this week. Um, look for me on Twitter, the Damn American, and uh, I'll be updating my my betting and games, you know, my thoughts on the games from there. So I appreciate you listening, and uh, I'll see you next week.